Brooklyn.com. Welcome to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Well, as we can see, the temperatures are starting to kind of change a little bit. We're starting to get these cooler nights and uh, looks like we're going to be in the fall full swing uh, you know, starting uh, probably in the next few days, we, we're starting to see the night temperatures uh, definitely uh, chilling off. But um, you know, with that comes uh, you know we start to, we start to really think uh, on how to, to put everything to bed. Um, you know, generally uh, by the uh, end of October, middle of November, uh, you definitely want to make sure that uh, things are pretty well finished up. So some of the things that um, you may still want to do today, um, you know, you definitely want to put a, your uh, final uh, fertilizer application. Um, you know, you want to put that down now. Uh, you know, you can either use your step four or the uh, Spoma organic fall winterizer. Uh, the organic uh, version of it, uh, you can go ahead and apply that now. Make sure that you apply that when it's dry, and then go ahead and water it in well. Um, the uh, you know another thing that uh, you know you may want to take a look at is you know some of the uh, the areas uh, where you start to see a little bit of moss. Uh, if you start to see uh, some moss eating your flower beds or in your uh, uh, lawn, uh, that's really a great time to start putting down lightning lime. Uh, so that it really starts uh, to, to penetrate into the soil, you know, through the fall. Uh, plenty of time to still recede. You still got this week and next week. Uh, that's then at that time, uh, it's pretty much it. You won't be able to. You, you're not going to have enough time for the seed to germinate and really establish itself. So, if you have a lawn that uh, you know thinning out and it needs to be reseeded, uh, I would uh, not wait too much longer to do that. Uh, when you're all done, make sure that you go ahead and put the um, uh, a starry fertilizer, if, especially if it's a very uh, uh, open area, uh, or just put the regular, uh, you know, step four on there, uh, and then uh, cover the seed up with uh, some uh, sweet peat or uh, very, very light, uh, you know, with compost. Uh, the... Uh, uh, you know, if there be some area where you may have to do some raking, if you see that the ground is uh, dry and that, uh, you may want to break that up with a rake, you know, with a hard tip rake, and uh, and then go ahead and put uh, your seed down. Um, time to plant your garlic. Uh, this is definitely uh, the perfect time to do it. You know, choose a uh, uh, pick an area where it's nice and dry. It's uh, very well drained, sunny. Uh, they like uh, the soil needs to be very loose. You know, you want to, you know, you want definitely want to make sure that you put compost into that soil. Uh, I would even be a, a bad idea to use some clay buster uh, in there. The the, the chips that uh, you know they will break the soil, aerate the soil. Uh, go down about four or five inches. Uh, when you plant your garlic, put them about four inches apart and about uh, three to four inches deep. Um, as I said, after you work the soil, when you're all done, um, I would uh, just kind of leave the, the area nice and loose so that uh, you can, uh, there will be, a, you know, there will be a, you know, plenty of time for them to grow. Uh, you want them to come up this fall. You want them to be about four to six inches tall and uh, so that uh, for next year they'll be uh, ready, you know, ready to go. Uh, this is also the time to plant uh, your bulbs, your spring blooming bulbs. Um, one of the ways that I really prefer to do that, I like to dig a you know a hole about uh, 15, 18 inches wide, about six inches deep, 
and then plays all the different varieties of bulbs. When you go to pick your bulbs, make sure that you get some early, some mid-season, and some late. Uh, the, the tulips, the daffodils, the isins, uh, they're all, they all have different, uh, uh, seasons for it. They have some that they come up very early, some that they come up, uh, very late. So you want to make sure that you mix those so that you have a long blooming season. Uh, you can put, uh, you know, some of your muscaris in there. You can put, uh, all the other different varieties of bulbs, uh, in there so that, um, you know, it will keep, uh, the, the, the area blooming. Uh, I would also use some of the, um, some of the uh, uh onions in there the the, the giant uh, onions so that uh, they will uh, uh that also helps keep the uh the, you know the animals away when you're all done i would just uh, sprinkle some uh plant skin on top uh, that keeps all the uh, uh animals away uh from uh you know from getting there and i would also put a little bit of uh, uh insect uh, dust on it uh, and then feed them you know put bulb tone and biotone on there so that that will give you uh, a real, um, you know, they'll, uh, because they're going to be all rooted this fall, then the food source is there uh, for them to get going next year. Uh, great time to, to plant mums, um, violas, pansies, the violas and the pansies, uh, not only they'll bloom this fall, but as the, um, uh, if, uh, as long as they're not snow covered, they will be in bloom through the winter and they do come back in the spring. Uh, then when it comes in the spring, as soon as the soil uh, clears up of the snow and it starts to warm up a little bit of sun, uh, it's amazing. They just pop right up, uh, into, you know, into the landscape and, uh, they really brighten up, uh, the area. Uh, if you have uh, any problem with skunks and raccoons, uh, you want to make sure that uh, you know they, you know that they are digging in your lawn. Uh, you want to check for grubs. You know that's generally what they're uh, looking for at this time of the year. Uh, use a bio advanced 24-hour grub control, um, and uh, just to apply that, that pretty much works instantly. That will take care of the problem. All your evergreens, uh, time to get them a, a heavy feed. I would go ahead and uh, plant the, uh, I mean, uh, feed the, uh, all your arborvitaes, all your spruces, your pines, uh, anything that holds uh, needles on, I would go ahead and uh, uh, feed that heavy. Holly tone and iron tone is the best thing to feed them. Uh, good, slow release organic, uh, that it stays there for a long, long time. Just a uh, great stuff to, to feed them with. I would also go ahead and, um, Get your arborvitaes, give them a light trim. Uh, this is the time that uh, you're going to need to do that so that uh, they stay nice and firm. Uh, also, you're going to see some of the arborvitaes and some of the uh, the pines and the spruces uh, do some shedding. Uh, if you see that, um, it, uh, there's nothing wrong with the plant. That's kind of a natural uh, time of the year for them to do that. Uh, your uh, flower beds and your vegetable beds, you know, a lot of the uh, flowers, uh, some of them are done. Some some of the vegetables are done. Uh, good idea to go ahead and clean that up. Uh, start a, a little compost pile uh, in your garden and just keep putting, um, you know, piling up all the debris over there. Just sprinkle a little bit of uh, lightning lime on it. Uh, that will help really decompose it uh, much faster. Um, and then after you get everything all clean, uh, cleaned up and that I would apply preen at this time of the year that will really prevent uh, a lot of the weeds from germinating. Believe it or not, there's more weeds that germinate in cool weather uh, than doing hot weather. So uh, putting the preen down after you get everything cleaned up, uh, it, it will pay dividends when it comes to, to the weeds, um, you know, the, for, you know, for next spring. The, um, your garden beds after you're uh, done, you know, you want to get those prepared for next year. 
uh, a good idea to put some sweet peat in there or, or put some compost or uh, manure. Uh, work that into the soil really well. And uh, when you're all done, I would go ahead and suggest that you put a, uh, a winter wheat uh, crop on it <clears throat> so that um, you'll have some good organics building in there. Uh, winter wheat will also prevent the weeds from um, coming up, and it will really get the... Um, the uh, the the soil build up. You'll be quite amazed what the roots once they uh, they uh, break down uh, next year. You to turn it over. It really changes the texture of that soil in, in a in a really uh, nice way. It will make a a real nice. Uh, uh, the soil just get better and better and better uh, every year. Uh, you know, with this, uh, with being at the end of September, you really want to start to think about your plants that you're going to bring into the house, uh, such as your hibiscus or any of the tropical plants that you have out there. Uh, if you're going to bring any herbs inside, you want to start to think about how to get them prepared to, to come in. Uh, make sure that you use the systemic insect granule on all your flowering um, plants that on all your travelers you're going to bring in. Do not use that on any herbs uh, to bring in, just on the... Uh, Ornamentals, um, you get those prepared, and then uh, you want to do it. Uh, the last time you want to do that is just right, right before you bring them uh, into the house. Uh, generally, uh, you want to uh, keep start keeping an eye out. Um, as long as the temperature stays in the 40s, uh, you can leave them out there. Uh, you do, especially like the uh, tropical uh, hibiscus, the, the oleanders. Uh, these are all plants that you want to make sure that they get dormitized. And as we go into the into that part of the the, the year, uh, I will make sure that I guide you through it on how to when is the time to to, to bring that in. Uh, if they don't get dormitized, they really um, uh, comes next year. You're not going to get the blooming out of them that uh, you like to have. So the getting uh, the chill. Uh, and the amount of chill that they need uh, is very, very important for them to really perform when it comes next year. Your Christmas cactus, uh, time to bring those out. Uh, you want to leave those out for about 30 days, generally around the 20th, um, 25th of uh, October. Uh, you want to bring those in. Uh, the same thing there. You want to keep an eye out, you know, put them outside. But in case we have a you know a very cold night to freeze, you want to bring those, you want to protect those, bring them in the, in the garage for that night, and then put them back out uh, uh, the next day. Uh, this uh, will really give uh, the the the, uh, the opportunity on the cactus to multiply the buds by three or four times. Uh, you will have um, an incredible uh, set of buds on the uh, on the plant by doing that, by giving them the chill that they need uh, now. You're listening to Gardening with Andrew. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. A very short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, our Angelo. Hello, good, good morning. morning. How are we doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. Um, Angelo, I have a couple questions. Um, in May, we had about 15 um, of the uh, emerald, or not emerald, the green giant arborvitaes planted across the back of our property for privacy, uh -huh. and they made a little like a little mound uh, across the back um, that they put them in. Um, my husband was um, feeding them, and he noticed that uh, it seems like they might have left the burlap 
um, in the on the root ball. Okay. I don't know whether they slid it or you know whatever they did. Uh, but is that okay? Or should yeah. They have- yeah. Generally, the the uh, the uh, root ball, uh, the the burlap will um, will disintegrate. Uh, and I'm sure they opened them up uh, before they, they didn't leave it uh, tied up, and I'm sure that the top was open. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it should disintegrate by the time we get in the next spring. Uh, they should oh. be gone. Uh, good choice of uh, plants, by the way. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a fabulous sage over there. Um, I would go ahead and feed those uh, very heavy this fall. Okay. Uh, uh, feed them heavy in the spring, and feed them heavy again at the end of June, middle of July. Another thing that I would do with those, the tip, I would go ahead and trim the tip off. Um, they uh, they will get you know uh, they will get to be quite heavy. Uh, very, I mean, you're gonna have a very solid uh, screen there. Um, yeah. you, want, you want the plant to be full, and the way you the way you keep the plant full, uh, take uh, take that tip off only about three four inches. All you want to just tip it. Uh, what they will do, they will get uh, will push the growth. Uh, and the, throughout the whole plant to fill in uh, a lot a lot thicker. Okay. Um, do we do that now? Or I would. Or? Yeah, I would do that now. Yeah, you'll see that they they are growing right now. This is their growing. This is a big part of their growing season between now and the end of October. So they are. You know, you want to go ahead and just take that tip, uh, just three four inches. Just no, just tip it off. Okay. And we had some like brown. Um, branches. Um, Just cut them off. They 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 probably broke in the handling. They they are they are kind of uh, stiff uh, branches. Uh, sometimes as uh, they you know they get tied up, uh, you may break one. Uh, just trim it off. Uh, they they will fill in beautifully. Okay. Um, and one other quick question on the um, ornamental grasses. Um, we've uh, we've normally split them, but it's been a few years since we have, and they're kind of big. My husband usually cuts down all the you know the stalks um, in the fall, um, and then I know you're supposed to wait until it's up about three or four inches before you split them in the spring. Yep. It's, is it okay to instead of digging up the whole thing because they're kind of big? Can he just like hack off around the edge? Well, and- uh, yeah, I mean that would be an easier way, but it's not really a good way. What happens with the grasses is they, as they get older, that center kind of dies out. So it's really a good idea to take the whole clump out and then resplit it so that you got you're kind of starting all over. And with a like with a fresh plant, if you keep digging around the side, eventually you're going to wind up with a uh, very poor uh, center and, and kind of a one that's going to kind of split open. Um, so I would, um, you know, you could do that, but that's kind of what will happen in two three years. Uh, but I would rather, you know, it's much better to dig the whole clump up, cut, you know, split it in four. And replant it. That gives a light all the way around. You're going to get all new growth all the way around, and uh, uh, that will be so much better. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate all your help, and you have a great weekend. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Yeah, bye-bye. Morning, Al Rangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. And you? Doing great. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, Hostas and hydrangeas, should they be pruned down? Uh, the hostas I would cut down if they uh, if they're browned out. You know, okay. some varieties of hostas have a, actually a pretty nice fall color. 
Uh, if they have a nice color, I would just uh, you know leave it. Yeah, uh-huh. if uh, they you know they're kind of done and they're starting to look broken down, uh, just go ahead and cut those down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eyed ranges, uh, I, I, are those the mop heads? Is that what you're talking I'm guessing they're they're on an older side. They had a lot of green this year, but, few flowers. Okay, I would just leave those alone. I would not cut those back. What I would do is uh, make sure that uh, you protect uh, the old wood, and then when it comes in the spring, I would after the uh, when you look at the dieback, I would go ahead and cut those back at that time, shape them, and then I would look inside the plant. Anything that's got a silvery Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, kind of skin on it, I would go ahead and cut that at ground level. I would get a hand pruner and remove that. What happens at times, uh, if you have uh, too much of that old wood there, uh, the old wood will kind of choke the uh, the new growth out that uh, comes out of the ground, uh, and you wind up with uh, much uh, uh, lesser blooms, uh, especially as the plant gets older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so removing the three-year wood out on a yearly basis is really important in order to keep the blooming going and protecting some of that old wood as much as you can. Okay. Um, that will uh, that will increase the bloom count. Well, I think they got damaged this last winter because. It just seemed like it took a long time for them to start yeah, growing this, up again. Yeah, this bad, this spring, uh, a lot of the uh, when we got into March and April, that's when a lot of this damage was done. Okay. The weather was, um, if you recall, the end of uh, mid to, to late April was extremely cold as, as oh, yeah. they were trying to push out. A lot of the a lot of the buds got frozen, so a lot mm-hmm. of the initial uh, flowers never made it out. Uh, right. But on on uh, you know I think uh, you know to get your plants rejuvenated and keep them young, uh, I would make sure that the three year wood is removed on a yearly basis. And how do I protect them with burlap? I would just use burlap, you know, especially if they're in a windy area and a very exposed area. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do that until the end of uh, November, mid December. Okay. Going to November, is that when I have to bring my fig plant in? It uh, must have had you, 200 figs on it this year. Yeah, but that's <laughs> terrific. Yeah, I would wait until it gets cold. Uh-huh. Uh, you want the plant to be totally defoliated, and, and, it, and it needs to get dormitized. You really don't want to bring that in too early. Uh, if you bring it in too early, you're going, you're going to have, uh, you're going to lose a lot of your early figs. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that uh, get it totally dormant. It can take uh, 20 degree temperatures with no problem. Uh, so, um, you know, keep it out there. Uh, and and as, as we get into the, that time of the year, I will be uh, guiding a little bit. But you, you want to make sure that when you bring it in, it's totally defoliated. We've had some cold nights. It had some yeah. uh, 25 to 30 degree temperatures, at least for a week. Then go ahead and bring it in. Okay. And uh, what's the best way to prune those? Uh, the best way to prune them, it really, uh, when it comes in um, uh, after the plant you, you, you ne- comes next spring, uh-huh. um, I would just go ahead and uh, shape it the way uh, you know the way it fits your area. Uh, it's going to get all the figs come out on the new wood. So yes. when you go to trim it, uh, it's just going to you know get all new uh-huh. wood on there, and uh, that's where the figs are going to. That's where the growth is going to come from. Another thing that I would do is I don't know how long you have had the fig. Quite a while. Uh, quite. A, uh, I would uh, when it comes in the spring, I would take the fig out of the pot, 
I would cut the bottom, uh, take about two or three inches off the bottom, and I would um, kind of break up the side, remove any uh, uh, any roots that they are thicker than a pencil. Oh, yeah. I would go ahead and cut those off, break up all the sides, uh, put some fresh soil at the bottom, fresh soil on the side. Uh, that will rejuvenate uh, the, the plant uh, quite a bit. You know, I didn't prune it this spring. And I say I never had so many figs. In the, in well, you will have you will added. you will definitely have a lot more figs if you don't prune it. Okay. You will definitely will have that. Uh, the problem is that eventually it gets to be so big you can you know it just unmanageable. That's correct. That's yes. kind of what happens. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you enjoy your day. You yeah. Also. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Margaret Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you're on, you're on. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my name is Tim. We just had our lawn slit seeded. Okay. And uh, obviously it pulled up a bunch of what I'll call batch. Okay. The guy uh, uh, that did the work, he says you leave that on top of the lawn um, and just, just leave it there. No. And our question is, is, I don't think so. No, no. Um, no the don't. other thing is, uh, you know, uh, we just put step four fertilizer on it two weeks ago. Should we use a starter fertilizer? No. And we also, and we also bought some uh, disease X from, uh, uh, um, uh, for our red thread. Okay. Uh, uh, so I just wanted to talk about the slit seeding, and, uh, and, and now that it's done, what, what's the care for that? Okay, well, first of all, uh, leaving the thatch on there is not the right thing to do. Uh, the, okay. reason why, the reason why you're doing that, you want to remove all the thatch out of there. Um, so that that's one thing. The next, the, the next, you know, the, the, you did the, the that is the right thing to do. You know, slit seeding definitely works very well. Uh, you, you you don't have to use a starter fertilizer. You can go ahead and use your step four. Uh, that will work very well on that. That uh, that's not a problem. And I would go ahead and use your disease for the for the red thread, um, your disease control. I would go ahead and apply that now. Uh, and uh, you know, there should, the only thing that uh, needs to be done on there is really remove that attach. You really don't want that attach there. And the um, as far as uh, you know, the rest of it, uh, you know, as far as taking care of it, uh, all you have to do, you're doing the right thing now. You're feeding it. Uh, I would uh, keep it moist if it doesn't rain, uh, you know, for uh, three, four days. Make sure that you keep it moist so that the seed has the moisture there. That's really about all you have to do. Okay. Can I have one follow-up question, please? Sure. Um, my wife has some absolutely beautiful knockout roses, and um wondering if they should be cut down at the end of the season or pruned. Or uh, I, I, would, I would leave those alone until spring. Uh, when it comes in the spring, the end of March, that would be the time that I would go ahead and uh, trim those down the size to a basketball, and then I would. Oh, he's supposed to cut the size of a basketball. Yes, you know, cut them the size of a basketball, and then remove any of the old wood inside the plant at that time. The best time to do that is the end of March. As soon as you start to see that little, uh, those little buds uh, on the foliage start to, to push. That is the perfect time to do that. I appreciate your help. Thank All you right. very much. Have a great okay. day. Yep. Bye-bye.
The recent The Guardian with Angela, our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo, our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, our Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. Angel. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. Okay. I only have one question. I have some roses that have lasted quite a long time in water, and they have new growth on those. I wonder, is it possible to root those and plant them? Um, yeah, you could actually, um, yeah, you could actually root them now. Uh, they, they will root, um, um, you know, the easiest way to, I mean, in the spring is a lot easier, um, than at this time of the year. Okay. Um, the, uh, the time to do it would be like, um, as soon as you get the new growth in, um, in the spring, um, you take a tip of that and you just, uh, 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 hormone and then, uh, get, um, on the north side of the house, uh, just prepare a little bit of area, work the soil real well, put some uh, peat and some, uh, compost in there so that it's got, it can hold the moisture and, um, just take them in the soil and I would put just a jar over the top. And um, generally, it'll take about six weeks. And uh, as you start to see that the leaves start to open, take the jar out. But it needs to be on the north side of the house. Okay. Um, if I was, could I do those like in a planter? Um, that, that, you know, it's a lot more, uh, it takes a lot of misting. That's really what the problem is. Uh, you can't just stick them and kind of forget about it. For the first uh, four or five days, it takes, uh, you got to keep the humidity up on the plant. It's, if not, okay. it just, if not, it just dehydrates. Um, you could, you know, I suppose you could do it inside the house if you wanted to do it, um, you know, in a plant or in a pot. Uh, just do it so that it doesn't get the light and put a jar over it so the jar will kind of hold the moisture into the, um, you know, into the area. Uh, okay. where, where the liner is, and uh, and as you start to see the, um, the 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 leaf starting to open, then take the jar out, and then at that time it can it it can handle the air, uh, the air doesn't have to be as moist. Okay, very good. They, they root they root quite easily, really. Okay, thank you so much. All right, you have a great day. Yep, bye bye. Bye bye. Morgan Hello, good morning. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, go ahead. Um, can you tell me, is it too late to transplant strawberries or raspberries? Uh, no, I, was, I think uh, uh, raspberries for sure, not a problem. Did uh, you say blueberries? Blue, was that blueberries, right, or strawberries? Hello? 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 Morning, Yara Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Uh, wonderful, thank you. I have a problem with the garlic. Three years ago, I planted them for the first time. They were fabulous, big. Uh, two years ago, they were smaller. Last year, it was a total disaster. They were so tiny, like tiny little uh, teardrops. I don't uh, know what I'm doing wrong. 
Uh, you, you, are you planning the same spot every year? Yes. Yeah, I would change that. Ah, that's uh, I would change that. I would uh, definitely move that around. Okay. Um, yeah, the, uh, the you know, most everything doesn't like, especially on crops where you're going to repeat them every year. You really mm-hmm. don't want to put them in the same spot you're in and you're out. Um, yep. Just just move it. Uh, get the ground prepared now. I would uh, you know plant them in the next week or two. Um, okay. And uh, but don't don't replant them in the same spot. That that's really what what the the issue there was. Okay, so I had given them bulb tome. I did everything, and I thought they they were so tiny. It was, yeah, they, I just kind of threw them away. Yeah, they don't they don't like to be you know just to, you move them around. You find that uh, you'll get the same big big size every year. Okay, one other question, please. I have a, a overgrown hemlock. I was waiting for a gentleman to trim it. All of a sudden, he called me now and said he can't do it. Is it too late to trim it? I, I wouldn't trim the hemlocks now. I think you're a little late no. on that. Uh, the time uh-huh. to trim the time to trim the hemlocks would be between uh, the uh, middle of July and the middle of August. That is really the time to to do the trimming on that. Now in the spring, uh, in the early spring, you can go ahead and if if it's not. Um, um, you know, if you just want to kind of touch it up a little bit, they can go ahead and do that at the end of March. But if you mm-hmm. want to give it a nice trim, I think I would wait until the uh, between the middle of uh, July and the middle of August. But it is so overgrown. I've had it for years and years. It's practically up to the second story. It's hitting telephone wires. It's in between <laughs> that. And it's just over. It needs drastic trimming. Yeah, and I it, don't know whether... I should cut it down and plant a new one, or should I be okay if they get the hard trim? Well, they they can give it a hard trim. They they can definitely give it a hard trim. Evidently, it likes the area where it's at. It'll do well. Uh, the uh, I, I would just go ahead and when it comes next, uh, you know, next spring, just to have them give them the hard trim at the end of March. If it, I didn't realize it was that big, uh, yeah. When it comes to the end of March, they can go ahead and give it a good hard trim. And uh, feed it at that time, and then sh- the new growth should be able to uh, uh, to cover uh, the trimming that they did. But uh, that would be the time to give it a real hard trim. Now, could it be topped now because it's interfering with wires? Uh, I would. I wouldn't worry about that. It's kind of a soft top. It's not going. It's not like a hard um, uh, hard branches. But when okay. it comes in the spring, that you you just have them uh, really uh, you know hit it hard and to let it re-break from there. Okay, March. Yeah, end of March. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking my call, and have a great weekend. All right, you have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Very good, thank you. Uh, how do I prepare my mandevilla for winter storage in my garage? Okay, well, um, I'm not a fan of keeping mandevilla year-to-year. Uh, but I'll tell you how to do it. The reason why I'm not a fan, uh, it takes, um, you're not going to see blooms on those next year until July. Um, they're a very, very high light, uh, plant. Uh, they will, you know, it takes a lot, and they're also very prone to mealybugs. So the, uh, in a garage, um, it's got to be, uh, set, you know, it cannot freeze in order to stay in a garage. Um, so if you're going to put it in a garage, uh, make you have to make sure that the temperature stays uh, above freezing, like about 40. Yes. Or you can keep it um, you can keep it inside in a basement, someplace where it's cool. Uh, you know, just cut it down. Um, you know, bring it down to like about maybe two feet. 
remove all the all the uh, all the uh, trimmings that you do on them, and uh, then through the winter, um, just water you know just water like maybe about once a month, very lightly, and uh, you have to really be on top of the millibugs. That's uh, that's the thing that that's their number one enemy. So as soon as you start to see that little bit of uh, milk. Uh, uh, spot on the um, between it starts between the leaf and the trunk. As soon as you start to see that, make sure you just uh, keep washing it off with the uh, uh, alcohol or uh, insecticidal soap. Oh, okay. um, that uh, just keep it clean that way. Uh, when it comes in, um, generally the end of March, uh, you'll start. They'll start. Uh, they'll start to get going. Uh, then you want to bring them in where they get light so that they can start uh, building the, the the plant up. The um, they're not easy. The they're a little bit more difficult than anything else. The the, the overwinter, uh, but the biggest uh, issue with them is because they're such a high light plant. Uh, you're not going to see flowers on those until July, um, mm-hmm. and the, you know so that's that's the only negative to it. I see. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. You yep. too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Morning, Gary Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Okay. Okay. I have a stupid question, but I have this um, English walnut tree. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I mean, you have what? An English walnut tree. Uh, okay. And it's about 25 years old, and it just loaded with nuts. And the yard is a mess. Every squirrel in the neighborhood mm. yep. yep. And is there anything I could pray on that so it wouldn't have any nuts? Well, yeah, you could. Uh, <clears throat> there's a product uh, called Floral. What you, is it called? Floral. Floral. <laughs> yeah, floral, and um, you you could go ahead and spray that as the flower starts to open uh, uh-huh. in the spring. Uh, that will knock all the fruit off. Uh, you could do oh. that. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Morning, Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Okay. How about you? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, two questions. First, uh, if you have grass or weeds uh, growing amongst your hosta, is there something that you can spray to get rid of that stuff without damaging the hosta? Well, if that's grass, you can. There's a product called Grass Be Gone uh, that you can spray. It will not damage the hosta. If that's weeds, it will damage. Yeah, you, you can't spray it on there because it will damage the hosta. Um, one thing that you can, you know, if, if that's a real bad problem, what you could really do is dig up the plant, <clears throat> uh, dig up the plant, wash off the roots, get all, get all the dirt, get all the seeds, get everything off of it, and replant it. Uh, the best time to do that would be in the spring. Okay. Um, uh, the, or, um, uh, the end of September. Uh, yeah, spring would be. You know, if we, if it would have been like a month ago, you could have actually done that then. Uh, now it, um, you really want those to reroot. Uh, in a, you know, before they go into winter, but in the spring, that that's very easy to do. You just dig up the clump, uh, literally get a hose and just wash the whole thing off, get everything off it. So all the seeds, all the roots, everything is out of there, and then just go ahead and replant them. Now, these hostas have been in place for. 
I mean, decades. So is the, like, root ball really huge? Are the roots, like, really extensive? Um, no, they're kind of a, kind of an air mass in there. Right. Um, let's say you can, um, you can literally get a hose and, you know, put a, put it so that, uh, it can wash the dirt off and you can actually get them, you know, real clean, bare root. Um, there's really, um, the, the, another, another thing that you could do, um, you could actually, uh, uh, you know, clean up, clean up the area. Around them, and then get um, like two or three sections of newspaper. Uh, cut the um, cut the paper so you can wrap it real tight around the base of the hosta. Uh-huh. Put a little bit of mulch on top of that. Uh, the, the paper uh, lets the air and water through, but it really um, suffocates everything else because of light. Um, that works very very well. Okay, but those those would be two options that you can do the. To, to, to take care of that. Okay, the second question is, as far as fungicide, insecticides, fertilizers that you have in your garage that have already been opened, how long do they stay good? Generally one year. Generally the second year, like whatever you use this year, I'll be good next year, but that's about the end of it. If they don't freeze. If they freeze, then they're no good. And otherwise, they would just, I mean, gradually, anyway, lose. They, they, they lose the potency, and they're, they're, they really won't work for you. And that would include even, like, like miracle Grow, something like that? No. The, the fertilizer, no. No. Just, just anything that's broken down, like in the fungicides, especially the fungicides and the insecticides, those are the two that really uh, break down. For, you know, fertilizer, as long as it doesn't freeze, it'll stay good. All right, as usual, thank you very much. All right, well, you have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Morgan Arangelo. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Arangelo. Good morning, Angelo. How how are we doing? Oh, good, thank you. About five years ago, my son gave me a Persian lime tree from your Avon store, Uh and it's done very well. It produces limes although not as many this year as last year. My question is, I see some roots at the top of the dirt. I don't see anything breaking through the plastic pot. But, you know, of course we have to bring it in because of the weather, and it's getting a little hard to handle now. I have pruned it back, but I've gotten so many different opinions on how to contain the lime plant and when do I need to transplant. Well, uh, how big of a pot is it in now? Oh, my gosh, I'm a bad judge of that. I would say probably about 10 inches across the top. 10 inches. So you got plenty of room to, to go ahead and move that up. What I would do, I would put it in a 14-inch pot. Okay. Whatever, whatever size pot you have it in now, measure it. Go up at least 2 to 4 inches. That would be the that would be the side that that will give you another four or five years uh, to keep it in that pot. Okay. Um, so when you go to in, what I, another thing that I would do is you take it out, uh, cut the bottom, take about two inches off the bottom, break up the sides, and cut any uh, roots that they're thicker than a pencil. Cut those out, repot it. The best time to do this is really in the spring. It's not now. I would wait until the end of February to do this, and then at that time. 
just go ahead and repot it. Uh, as far as the trimming is concerned, uh, you can go ahead and trim it. it the limes, they will produce uh, continuously. So they will flower and uh, produce on a continuous base. Um, what I would do is, you know, if it got to be bigger than it needs to be, just go ahead and cut it back hard. You can take about half of it off. Uh, you are going to lose some fruit for one season, but you can get a whole new growth on there. Uh, it'll be a lot more condensed plant versus being spread out. Then lime has a tendency to be very, uh, you know, sprawling. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you want to cut that back, you know, every, so every, you know, two, three years, just cut it back hard, like cut it back halfway and just bring it in. Um, and that, uh, that will give you the, you know, then, then you will, you'll be able to contain it because if not, not they, until the end of February, I would do that at the end of February. I would go ahead and do repot I it. that over the winter? Pardon? Should I fertilize it over no, the No, I would feed them, I would feed them now and you should okay. pretty well you're pretty well done. Uh, you need to feed it with acid. They're an acid plant, so that's what you need to feed it with. Okay. And uh, you'll be pretty My, well all uh, set. But I say every time you know when you trim them back, uh you're gonna have a lot less fruit for that um, you know, for the part of that year. Uh but then it will it will produce a tremendous amount of fruit after that. righty. My other question is I have two viburnum bushes and they're they just grow so big. I have trimmed them back before is it too late to do it before winter now? Yeah, I would not trim them now. I would uh, I would let those uh, come out in the spring, bloom and when they're done blooming, you can cut the viburnums literally down to the ground. You can actually cut them at ground level. Uh they will come back um, you know with a vengeance, they'll come back beautifully nice and full. Um, the same, you know, but the time to do that is after they're done blooming. And, um, you know, and if they got to be bigger than, way bigger than you want them, uh, you can actually, and forego the blooming, uh, you can do that at the end of March. Uh, you can get, you know, literally get them down to like a foot. Um, and, uh, just, uh, you know, cut everything off. They will come out of the ground. Uh, they will be, uh, you know, there'll be four or five, depending on the varieties that they are. Uh, they'll be, uh, you know, nice, uh, nice and big by the, uh, by the time you get into June, uh, you'll have a brand new beautiful plant there. And you can okay, do that. Great. You can do that every year after they're down blooming. That's how you, okay. uh, that's how you contain them. So once they're down blooming, then go ahead and cut. You can cut it back as hard as you want. The only thing that you're, you know, you're not going to have, you're not going to have the berries. Uh, generally, the viburnums have a lot, of, hold a lot of berries to, through the late summer and fall and winter. Um, you, you know, you will miss that part. But as far as the blooming and as far as uh, keeping the plant under control and, and containing it, that is the best way to do that. All righty. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, All right. Angelo. Have you a great weekend. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, out, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, good morning, Angelo. Yes. Good morning. Okay. So uh, my question is: is for those who live in a home, um, new home, and we need to address their front landscaping, I'd rather do it myself. Do you have any recommendations for? Let's say a class that you can take locally, and where would it be, or or okay. is there software to purchase, or a guide? Book yeah. Okay. Uh, so you got a new home, right? Yeah. So and you you want to do the the whole landscape? You want? Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. You're going to do the lawn too, or you're going to have somebody do the lawn? We have somebody that cuts and okay. the lawn. All right. So th this is what this is what I would do. I would go ahead. The guy that does the lawn, 
lay out all your beds. Your, okay. Have him put all the soil where the beds are. Where you want flower okay. beds, have him place all the soil. Okay. Okay. Right. Once he's done that, the hardest job of landscaping your house has been done. That is yeah. the hardest part right there, getting all the beds prepared. So what I would do, the guy that does the lawn, make sure that, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to want about eight, about eight inches of soil. So okay. the area where you're going to put the beds, maybe you can have them dig some of the old soil out, maybe about four inches down and put, okay. and put four, five, six inches of soil above the grade and lay out all your beds and put that in. So. Okay. Um, once you get that done, then the rest of it is very easy. The rest of it is just basically, basically laying out the, the shrubs that you want. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's things online that you can look at. Uh, yeah. the, the stores will be able to help you with that just by doing a section at a time. They will allow you to do a section. And after, after he's done putting the soil in, as soon as yeah. he's done, put preen down. Preen? That that will prevent that will they'll take care of any weeds coming up yeah. Uh, yeah. right after right after it's done, and uh, just to stay on top of that, and then you can just do a section at a time uh, mm -hmm. yourself. Uh, very easy to do, and uh, I said, but that that's what I would that's how I would proceed. Make sure that that guy does all that because it's very easy for him to do that with a tractor yeah. versus trying to do that later. I agree. Uh, you get that okay. done, the rest of it will be very easy. Okay, and then, then yeah, putting a new shrubbery and a tree and stuff like that, is that better for early spring next year? Or, you, or? you can, you know, either uh, October is a good month uh, that's, okay. you know, or uh, early spring. You know, the, the difference between the two, in October, you don't have to really pay much attention uh, to the watering as you do mm -hmm. in the spring. In the spring, you have to pay a lot more attention to the watering. But okay. if he's going to put your lawn in now, uh, mm -hmm. Just to get all your beds in, then you can yeah. really you can really take your time to do it right and do it at your pace. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Good. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Thank yep. You. Bye, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing fine. How about you? Doing great. Thank you. Uh, listen, I have a couple of a few questions to ask you. Number one, I have two pinky winky trees which I've had in the ground for about six seven years already. Mm -hmm. I always do what you say, cut it down in the spring like a basketball. Yep. See, I give it plant tone and osmocote and make sure that it's yep. watered at least really good once yep. a week. This year, they told me up at Avon that when I took it in, that it almost looks like a broomstick-type problem with it, which I've never had this happen, so oh. therefore it never bloomed. And I don't know what caused it or anything. He said that I was doing everything right. Uh, did the tree never bloom this year? No. Well, that's a first. I, I mean, that, uh, yeah. that that's about as uh, reliable as anything out there. I know. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I, that's something. Uh, um, I, I would I would not worry about that. It, it will. It as I've never seen one of them bloom like crazy. I mean, that's not uh, uh, something must have happened. Uh, I've you, never had. I've never had a problem with it. No, and, and and you won't. Um, I would just when it comes next spring, just trim it back like like you normally have done, and uh -huh. just uh, uh, let's see what happens then. But uh, uh, something must have happened. Either something got sprayed on it, or or something blew on it. It's just not. Uh, 
I mean, those things, they just bloom. Enough. I've never had trouble with uh, yeah, it. Said, yeah, I yeah. And it's almost uh, like um, the color. I mean, the, it's nice and, and healthy looking. The leaves and everything are fantastic. The very tops are like almost um, a lime green versus a darker green. Okay. Uh, is any kind of is any uh, herbicides been used around no. it? No. No. The only thing I use basically for anything around the yard is the Captain Jacks. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, uh, you know, just trim it back for spring and let's see what happens next year. But, okay. Uh, I, I think something something weird happened that uh, I don't know. I'd like to say I've never seen. You know, we grow literally hundreds of thousands of those things, and uh, they they just I've never seen one not bloom. Okay, but, well, that, that's one question. Okay. The other question is, I have a um, a willow bush. Can I cut that down now? Uh, absolutely. Okay, because I want to cut it down, probably take half of it off, yep. so it grows yep. to the bottom. Yep. Okay, the other question is, I have a Miss Kim lilac bush that has been in the ground for 10, 10 years or more. Okay. And this spring, I cut it back pretty harsh. I took half of it off. Yep. Part of it started to grow, new growth. The other side, it's like one side of it is dead. Now, all of it is dying. And I don't understand. I've not done anything different other than cut it back. I yeah, cut it back right after, yeah, right after. Yeah, I would. Um, I would just uh, let that go um, and uh, see what happens next spring. Uh, on uh, uh, Miss Kim, when you cut them, uh, feed them osmocote. So when it comes the next spring, just go ahead and feed them osmocote early on. Just give them some extra boost of nitrogen in there, and um, let's see what happens then. Okay. That's it. Thank All right. You very much. Well, you have, have a wonderful day. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, the hour is pretty well gone. Uh, beautiful uh, fall day out there. Uh, it's, uh, that you know, this is really about the nicest time of the year, I think, that we have in Northeastern Ohio. Enjoy it. I'll be back next Saturday. Bye bye.